Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast, the West Final. We're almost there. And Doug Brown joins us to talk about the Bombers' chances. Guess what? They're pretty good. Doug thinks they're going to win. Don't jinx them, Doug. Then we'll talk about the Winnipeg High School Football League Super Saturday. Three divisions, three championship games, all at IG Field on Saturday. And then Peyton Krebs, captain of the Winnipeg Ice, he's back with the team. He'll talk about what his recovery from an Achilles injury was like and why he's excited to get back at it on the podcast. All right, so we begin our discussions of the West Final tonight with the color commentator that you'll hear Sunday on the broadcast. That is Doug Brown. Doug, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Were you uh, upset you had to miss the game last week? Well, you know what? I was in Nicaragua. However, well. uh, there were there was a miracle. Um, we had satellite television. I found ESPN2, and uh, I was actually able to watch the game in its entirety. So we had some Nicaraguan beer, Tanya's, and uh, some Nicaraguan chicken wings, and it was exceptional. It was almost like being in Calgary, <laughs> except it was 36 degrees. Of so course. Now, that part was different. Yeah, it, it's, the weather won't be a big factor this weekend in the West Final. It seems like it's just going to be you know a normal November afternoon in Regina. But in terms of what's on the line, hard to imagine these two teams playing for more than this. Yeah, this is a very big game, obviously. Um, two super rivals of, of the West. Great storylines with uh, a quarterback let go now starting for uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, obviously. And uh, this is for a berth. You know, uh, Winnipeg, obviously, they are pretty confident about playing in Calgary now, especially since they beat the defending Grey Cup champions there. So um, both teams extremely eager to get back to the Grey Cup for different reasons. Now, a lot of talk in uh, Regina has been about Cody Fajardo. Every day they ask Craig Dickinson for an update, and Fajardo's been throwing a bit. And today, Craig Dickinson said he'll play. He's not sure if he'll start. Is this just kind of gamesmanship leading up to a big game in the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to the sense, you know, Chris Strebler not practicing. Oh, he's barely walking. He's so sore. But we saw how he ran the football against Calgary. I think the question I would like to ask if I, you know, wasn't Saskatchewan, obviously I'm waiting to go there until as late as possible, but (laughs) – I would be like, wouldn't it be nice if you guys had like a player like Zach Claris on your roster as depth to back up, you know, Cody Fajardo and uh, make sure you were you were fully primed for the Western Final, which obviously is something they don't have because they got rid of them. So it's an interesting element. You kind of feel that the karmic forces that play here leading up to the Western Final, I believe. Now the Bombers have played three times against the Riders. The home team has won every game. The Winnipeg offense didn't really do anything in their first two meetings in Regina, but obviously very different now with, as you mentioned, Zach Caleros at the helm. How does that change how this game, you look at this game compared to the last two games they've played in Regina? Yeah, you know, for me, this is the the first time um, Winnipeg will go to Saskatchewan and they've got a starting pocket passer uh, they've got their running quarterback, and they've got Andrew Harris all at the same time. So I just think right now with the momentum they have, the confidence they have, they are so multiple on offense. If you try and take away anything, if you try and double-team Andrew Harris, well, then Nick Dembski is going to run the football, and Chris Strebler. You try to take away Chris Strebler, 
Well, Zach Claris is going to be in there, you know, throwing over that second level of, of, of defense of guys that you're bringing up to the line of scrimmage to try and stop the run. So there's just, they're so dynamic right now. They're so multiple. There's so many different things they can do offensively. Uh, the challenge is to stop them for Saskatchewan. I think, uh, honestly, the best approach is just to try and play sound fundamental defense because if you try and focus on taking any singular thing away, they have so many different other ways that they can beat you and attack you. So uh, Paul Apolis has to be you know, eagerly rubbing his hands together in anticipation of playing Saskatchewan. They've got a great defense, but he just hasn't had – all these weapons healthy and available to him, um, you know, for many weeks this season. And uh, this is another great opportunity for him. So I'm looking at this game as the Bombers have every opportunity to win, to advance the Grey Cup for the first time since 2011. It seems like the confidence in this city is way higher than it was for the West final last year. Do you view it the same way? Oh, totally. You know, because of who they've already beaten and, and what they've already gone through. You know, um, obviously Saskatchewan, full credit, very difficult place to play, Mosaic Stadium. But, you know, a lot of guys on this football team have already won a playoff game there. And uh, I think a lot of people think the biggest hurdle for this team to overcome was beating Calgary in Calgary. And, uh, you know, that's what you had week one in terms of a playoff situation. And you've already passed that, that test with, with uh, an outstanding grade and flying colors. So, I'm not saying this is going to be easier, but the confidence and momentum uh, injection and boost to this, this team, you have to believe, especially with the weapons and the, the people that are healthy and available to you now, uh, you know, and the way your defense is playing. We, we've, just, we've just been talking about offense right now and what the defense did to the potentially the best quarterback in the CFL, and Bull Levi Mitchell, in that third quarter and, and uh, you know, forcing him into three interceptions, taking the ball away from him. It was, it was incredible. So uh, you have all three phases playing at a very high level right now for Winnipeg. Hard to imagine, um, you know, that they're daunted or, uh, you know, intimidated by any scenario right now after what they pulled off. And that's a disadvantage for Saskatchewan going into this game is, you know, they've been focused and concerned about the health of their quarterback when uh, the Bombers have surprised everybody and, and raised their eyebrows in terms of the effectiveness of their performance leading up to this game. But we've also seen teams do real well in the semifinal round, have all the kind of confidence, and then they go into the final and get crushed. We saw it last year. Hamilton yeah. destroyed BC. They go into Ottawa, and Trevor Harris has a field day on them. So what, in your eyes, is yeah. the biggest hang-up, biggest obstacle for Winnipeg in trying to get a win on Sunday? Uh, you know, I, I think it's just the the challenge of playing within themselves. I think, uh, you know, as long as everybody uh, – you know, understands that the concept and the scheme and their role in it, and they're not overconfident. I just think they're a better team across the board than the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, the statistics will tell me their their defense is certainly better, and in most places their their offense is better. Um, I think they're more dynamic now. I mean, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers were seven and two with Matt Nichols at the helm and Chris Strebler adding that other dynamic and dimension as a running quarterback and. Uh, Zach Claris has played one game with Chris Strebler as his augment, and, and now they're 8-2. and two. 
So I think they're a very, very good football team offensively when they have a, a pocket passer that can make all the throws and take advantage of certain scenarios, and they have Chris Strebler at the same time. So add to that, you know, Andrew Harris hasn't played a game uh, out there in, in, in Saskatchewan. He hasn't played all the games out there in, in Saskatchewan. Nick Dembski is uh, playing some of the best football of the year right now as well to boot, to go with that. And, and you got Darvin Adams and the receiver stepping up, Drew Wallatarski. There's just so many guys that are playing good right now, and that's leaving, once again, the defense alone that uh, probably played their best game of the year against Calgary in Calgary, which is incredible. So their biggest thing is just to not overplay it, not be cocky, not be overconfident, but understand uh, if they play with, within themselves, they, should, they have a very good shot of uh, being very successful out there. So it sounds like you're expecting the Bombers to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, certainly am. Like I said, I've seen them do it before in terms of a playoff game at Mosaic. And, uh, you know, with a question mark about Cody, you know, when you're worried and concerned about a quarterback to this degree, you're kind of giving your football team an excuse to lose. It's, it's kind of okay if you don't win because your most important player on the field is kind of compromised right now. And I really feel that is the kind of tone or the vibe coming out of Saskatchewan Whereas Winnipeg, I, I really feel, is firing on all cylinders right now. So I totally expect them uh, to win and to win uh, win very well going into mm-hmm. Saskatchewan on uh, what could be a difficult game. Yeah. Uh, final question for you, Doug. Have you ever wanted to rip someone's helmet off and hit them over the head with it? <laughs> many, many times. Um, the thought has crossed my mind. Luckily, I never acted on it or... Uh, I uh, saw it through, but yeah, what a crazy scenario, huh? In in that <sighs> game last night with Cleveland and Pittsburgh, um, I'd like to say the quarterback instigated it, but he certainly didn't deserve what he ended right. up getting. But interesting scenario, just in terms of how the CFL treated the Vernon Adams and Adam right. Bigel situation, where Adam Bigel got hit in the in the face with his with a helmet, and uh, you know the same thing uh, transpired in the game last night in the National Football League. But I think the consequence is going to be far more dire. Absolutely. Doug, I appreciate your time. Have fun on the call on Sunday. Yeah, it should be a great one. Uh, hopefully everybody's tuning in because uh, this should be an exceptional game and uh, one that votes very well for Winnipeg. Super Saturday for the Winnipeg High School Football League begins at 1 p.m. Saturday at IG Field. All three divisions deciding their winners on the same day. 1 p.m. is when the Division Two final will pit the unbeaten Portage Collegiate Trojans against the Miles Mac Buckeyes, who lost only one game all season. And who was it against? Of course, it was Portage. 23-21, really the only time the Trojans were tested all season. They were outscored their opposition 448-68. Earlier this week, I had the chance to talk to Portage quarterback Ian McCutcheon about his excitement heading into the final. Oh, it, off the wall for this game. It's uh, We had a tough one against them earlier in the year, but now it's time to go out and play them again and hopefully it'll be uh, another good game. So tell me what made that game so tough? Um, well we got up big in the first half. We got up 17 nothing, and uh, I guess at half we kind of just lost some focus and we were kind of getting ahead of ourselves saying it was going to be an easy game and then they came back and played a really good second half and it came down to a two-point conversion on the on the goal line and one of our players came up with a stop and then we ended up winning the game on an onside kick and just ran out the clock so hopefully this will be another good one. I'm noticing the the scores are much lower the last couple of weeks a lot of that's because of the weather last week a lot of snow and cold how does that change how you play the game and how it is to offensively move the ball? 
Um, I think our team's actually really good playing in cold weather. Like last week we put up 52 points, if I'm not mistaken, and I think I had three passing touchdowns. So playing in the cold obviously makes it harder. you got to shorten out your routes a bit and not as many deep ball opportunities. But uh, one thing our team is good at is we really play well in the cold. So hopefully that will uh, help us out this week. How cool is it to play at IG Field? Oh, it's it's amazing. It's like just being in there, it feels like it's like you made it big. So it's always fun getting to play there. And getting to travel in to Winnipeg and get the trophy, what would that mean? Oh, that'd be huge for our program. Um, I know the last time we made it to the finals was three years ago before I was even on the team. And uh, so getting to go back in the finals and getting to play this game is going to be huge if we come out with a W. What do you like most about football? I just love the feeling when we score touchdowns. Whether whether I'm passing it or someone runs it in, it's always fun to get in to celebrate with your teammates. And then the bus ride home after the game, it's always fun just getting to celebrate with your teammates. Now the Buckeyes are no pushovers either, outscoring their opposition 288 to 40. Four shutouts this season. Carson Chamberlain Brass plays the line on both sides of the ball, and he's ready for some football. Uh, very excited, ready to bowl with my family, and. Uh, Hopefully it's a good football game because I know I'm going to ball out with them. Final game of the season, I'm going to go hard. What grade are you in? I'm in grade 11. So you got one more year. So just take me back to last week playing in the snow. What was that like? Oh, very fun. Uh, last season we played in Kenora. It was ankle-high snow. So it really gave me memories from that, and that was uh, our first win. And uh, so uh, like last season, he said uh, two wins. So, yeah, it was very fun last week. As someone who's you know in the trenches, what is that like when it, the conditions get that cold and snowy? Oh, you, you don't feel it. Linemen uh, don't wear sleeves, but in the trenches, though, you, you won't feel it. Now tell me about your opponent, Porter. It's going to be a tough one, right? Oh, yes, sir. It's going to be really tough. And they have lots of big boys, so hopefully we take care of them. And, uh, yeah. Now you played them once already this season, and it was a close game. What can you take from that experience and use it this weekend? Uh, just learn from our mistakes, uh, come together as a family, be on the same page. So, what do you like most about football? Uh, the intensity and the family sports. So. What would it mean? What, what would it mean to you to win on Saturday? Uh, everything. Uh, like I, this uh, season's for my my uh, family member up up in heaven, Ma- uh, Matthew Stowe. Uh, we lost him in uh, spring. So, yeah, the season's all for him. According to the league's website, the last time Portage won a league title was 2008 when they won the single-A crown, while Miles Mack has not won a title since winning the single-A trophy in 2005. So no matter what, a long wait will end. That's 1 o'clock Saturday. Then at 4, the Division Three championship between the Churchill Bulldogs and Fort Francis Muskies. The Bulldogs were not supposed to be here. They stunned the previously unbeaten Springfield in the semis 28-14. Soft-spoken quarterback Dallas Reese told me about his team's season. Our season's been, we had a rough start, and then the past few games we've been picking it up. And Now you face the top seed in the semifinals. What was your feeling going into that? Um, I was nervous, but also confident in our team that we could come out with the win. And you did? Yeah. So I also understand that you didn't have a lot of guys. We haven't, we our church has struggled with numbers for the four years I've been there. We've had, last year was 26, that's our most players we've ever had in a long time. So you have how many this year? 22. 
So what does it say about this team that you're able to go into a game against the top team in your division with 22 players and get a win? Uh, it just shows that we have a lot of heart and a lot of will to win. So you got a lot of guys playing both ways then? Oh, yeah. Have you played Fort Francis this season? Yes, we'd have. And how did it go? It didn't go great. Um, we lost pretty bad. <laughs> so what do you do to make sure it doesn't happen that way again? Um, everyone show up to practice, try their hardest, and just play the best we can. Now you get to play on IG Field. How cool will that be? That's very cool. Fort Francis couldn't make it to the preview press conference because that's a, a long way to drive for some interviews and pizza. And by the way, there were 41 pizzas ordered for, I don't know, 50 people in attendance. Hungry high school boys and coaches, and I had some too. And here we go again. Vincent Massey against St. Paul's. The Anavets Bowl for Division One Supremacy in the Winnipeg High School Football League. 7 p.m. tomorrow at IG Field. Massey beat St. Paul's for the title last year after St. Paul's won the previous two years. And the year before that, it was Massey. And then a number of years before that, these two teams are very successful. They did not dominate, though, the competition this year. Crusaders, three-way tie for first in the Potter Conference at 6-1. and one. The Trojans finished first in Gustafson with a 5-2 and two record. St. Paul's beating Steinbach 23-16 in the semis. Massey advancing with a 14-9 grinder of a win over Dakota. St. Paul's middle linebacker, Kindanji Sinkala, talked to me about the championship game. Very excited to be a good game. What's the rivalry like with Vincent Massey? Because you guys are facing them every year when everything's on the line, it seems. Um, it's just more just two competitive programs trying to be their best. Um, it's always good to uh, play a team like them. A lot of preparation and uh, hopefully hope for the best results. How does football change the styles from the start of the season to here in November when the weather is much more of a factor? Um, I would say you get to see like who really wants to play, who really wants to win. Because um, everybody can do what's right when the weather's warm and everything. But once the weather changes, you get to see who's really uh, interested in winning and everything. How would you describe your team's defense? Uh, it's quite solid. Uh, we have a good relationship, uh, not just football-wise, but just uh, as the guys in general. So that contributes for sure. How important is that to have you know, camaraderie off the field too? Um, it helps because it's uh, just easier to communicate, um, just admit mistakes, whatever, and I bounce back from adversity, so that helps. Why did you get into football in the first place? Um, I like the uh, just competitive aspect, and the brotherhood is also a, a big thing for me. You beat Vincent Massey this season, and but you lost to them in the final last year. How hungry are you to avenge last year's championship game loss? Um, it's not much about like revenge or whatever. It's just uh, we're just trying to be our best, um, bring competitiveness in whatever aspect we can, and uh, hopefully hope for the best results. And it doesn't matter that it's Massey on the other side. It's just any team, right? Any team, yeah. I alluded to it there. St. Paul's beat Massey 22 to two in their meeting in the regular season. The weather this week promises to be a tad easier to play in than last week when lots of snow coated the field at IG Field, but Trojans left tackle Victor Leonard enjoyed it. Oh, it was kind of fun. Like, it was pretty cold, but, like, yeah, it was pretty fun. Being on the O-line kind of feels like it doesn't matter what the weather is, right? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, like, we're always sweating and stuff like that, so it doesn't really matter for us. Does it feel like you guys every year end up facing St. Paul's in the final? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been facing them since JV, so yeah. Tell me more about the rivalry between those two teams. So as far as far as I know, it's been going on for like quite a longer time. So like, like when I got there, I was pretty new. So like, well, they taught me. It was like, yo, this is the guys like we don't like and stuff like that. Like, this is like this is guys we're going up against. And like, yeah, it's been really tough. So we're both good teams, and like my guys are they're pretty good. So 
and we're both very good teams. So. so leading up to a game against St. Paul's, how different is it compared to other games? Uh, I mean, we're both playing to uh, to like be number one. So like, so I mean, that's the big difference. So now you beat them last year in the final. They're gonna want revenge. How do you make sure that doesn't happen? By keeping my guys in point during practice and just working two times harder every day. So. How does football change in November compared to the start of the season? I mean, during at the beginning of the season, uh, we had a lot of like immature guys and stuff like that. And like at this point now, they know what we want and like they know like this is our goal. And like now we're all working towards to getting the goal. So, and how different is this year's team compared to last year's? Uh, we, last year we had a lot of seniors, so we had a lot of like people to look up to. But this year we don't really have a lot of seniors as much as last year. So, are you senior? Yeah, I'm a senior. How much responsibility do you put on yourself to make sure that things go right? Uh, I put a lot of responsibility on myself because, like, at the same time, I got a really young line, and, like, we got to be in check because, like, you can't do anything without the line and stuff like that. Like, everything involves around the line, so, yeah. The captain of the Winnipeg Ice is back with the team. Peyton Krebs has been out since suffering an Achilles injury early in the offseason, rehabbing in Las Vegas with the Golden Knights who drafted him in June, and now he's in Seattle with his team. Landing this evening ahead of tomorrow night's game in Everett. And Peyton joins us now on the CGOB Sports Show. So you are back with the Winnipeg Ice. How do you feel to be back? Yep. Uh, feels unbelievable. Yep. Uh, I just got off a plane. Um, saw my surgeon this morning and uh, meeting the team here in Seattle. and going to be practicing. So uh, kind of a whirlwind day for sure. Um, and uh, it's pretty exciting. Now, how do you feel physically? So great, yeah. I think uh, one of the big things uh, we talked about with Vegas, and they did a great job. Is I wanted to be a hundred percent back, and um, they we did that uh, successfully, and uh, feeling well and feeling great, and um, yeah, don't know. Is this quicker than you thought it would be to get back? Um, I think as a hockey player, you always uh, you always want the quickest way possible, and um, in the same mind, you want to make sure you're healthy. But uh, I wasn't really sure my timeline. I Kind of had something in my head, and uh, I wouldn't say I, I beat it, but I'm very happy with where um, I'm at and uh, the timeline that I am coming back at. You joined us in studio a couple months ago, talked about how you know you had to be patient, even though it could be a little frustrating because you couldn't play. Since we last talked, how did the rehab go, knowing that you were getting so close to being back? Yeah, no, it was definitely uh, it was a long process. I mean, there was a lot of days where I'm like, holy uh, how much longer is this going to be? And um, like I said, Vegas and the whole staff there, the management, and even the players, it uh, is amazing. I've uh, put in a great position to um, succeed at this, and um, I, I did that, um, and I'm here now. And how helpful was it to be able to do some of that rehabbing in Vegas with an NHL training staff? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, they know what they're doing there for sure. Um, it, it's a a pro team for a reason, and uh, I think it was pretty special to be able to do that. They got to create a lot of great relationships, and um, I got to do some pretty cool things, and uh, I was pretty fortunate. So now you're back with the the Winnipeg Ice. How closely were you tracking how they did through their first month or so of the season? Yeah, definitely. I was watching uh, every game pretty much on uh, WHL Live and um, following along, so just trying to um, – where they're at and uh, now I'm just going to come in and hopefully I can help as much as I can to uh, keep this uh, winning winning, winning going for sure. Now what do you think of how they've done so far? Done great. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they've 
Um, had some ups and downs throughout the season, but I think uh, they really come along. And, um, yeah, just looking forward to uh, seeing that in, with my eyes and uh, helping the team out. Now, you won't get a lot of time to prepare before you're back with the team. you got to practice tonight, uh, and then they have a game tomorrow and then a game Sunday, and you're going to be playing in that Sunday yeah. game. Do you worry yeah. at all that you won't be able to fit right in, or is that a worry at all? No, that's not really a worry for me. I think uh, I prepared um, for this moment, and uh, I know where I'm at in the stage of my, my health and uh, how I feel on the ice, and uh, I'm skated with an NHL team. Uh, and players, so um, I think that uh, that helped a lot, and I'm going to go in there, and uh, I think uh, it'll be a nice smooth transition. Now, it's kind of interesting because you're ready to play, but you have a one-game suspension still to serve, so you can't play right yeah. away in Everett tomorrow night. Is that kind of weird yeah. for you right now? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely I've ever had a suspension before in the Washington League, so it's uh, something different for sure, but, uh, you know, you missed all these games because of uh, – uh, injury and then you still got a service suspension so um you know that's a uh, part of hockey and um you know just uh roll with it and get ready for the game on sunday so what will that moment be like when you step on the ice in portland i'll be uh amazing um all this hard work over the summer all this this grind and um you know this mental grind as much as it was physical so uh these kind of an, an ease of relief almost and um just go out there and have some fun and be able to play hockey now, you'll take the bus back with the team, but were you at least kind of happy you didn't have to suffer through the bus ride here? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little long, uh, 22 hours or whatever it was. So, uh, fortunate there that I got to do that. But uh, it's part of being a hockey player in the Washington Hockey League. And, uh, um, you know, kudos to the boys who do that. And I look forward to joining them on the way back. Well, Peyton, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. And good luck as you uh, get your season awesome. started this weekend. Perfect. Thank you very much. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell. Or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck. But Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?